And I've titled the tonight, uh, I've titled it, There's More to Know. And I believe that there's more to know about tongues than we've ever known in the past. Hallelujah. I know God has, in, in just the last couple of years, God's opened up a lot of new things for me concerning praying in the Spirit. And I believe He's got more to show us, all of us. So turn to 1 Corinthians. Well, first, first turn to Jude 20. We'll start there. And these are our scriptures that we're using for talking about praying in tongues, not exclusively, but seem like the main ones that we're focused on. Jude 20. I know I'm stirred up and fired up about praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, uh, as much or more than I have ever been. And I've always had a, uh, I've always put, a, had a high regard and a high value in my life on tongues. It was very special to me in 1980 when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost and began to pray in tongues. And I will tell you that it was uh, up until that point, my our Christian, we were Christians, of course, and we had the assurance of heaven. But nothing was moving, nothing was opening up, nothing much was changing from year to year. But from that day forth, as we began to seek God and pray in tongues, uh, things began to to move forward, progress, and 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 change, and never have stopped really. And I am thankful. Uh, I know many Christians get baptized in the Holy Ghost and they quit speaking in tongues. They maybe do. Uh, initially and maybe they don't even pursue it much after that or maybe they pursue it for a while and then they just lose track of that in their lives and they don't pursue the praying in tongues and I, I know that they're missing out and I know that God could do much more for them and through them and uh, <coughs> one of the real principles about tongues and anything the word of God uh, any of the any of the, the, the preaching of the word praise and worship if you don't regard it and you don't hold it in high regard, you will not get benefit from it. And that's true with every, every part of the kingdom of God. So let's hold it in very high regard. Um, it's very important. It's very special. I believe outside of your salvation, it's the greatest gift God ever gave you. I believe it's the key hallelujah, to, to just about everything in your life. And even when it's not the total key, it's always a part of the key. It's the way, it's the key to get the key. Hallelujah. So when it, even when it's not the, it, you know, it opens up things for us. First, uh, we're in Jude verse 20. This is a familiar scripture to you. But you, beloved, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And then turning over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. And I, I, I believe that you're this way and I am this way is I never let a day go by that I don't pray in tongues. Some days, of course, more than others, but I just don't let it go by that I don't speak in the Spirit. And I uh, know that we talked about last week and I believe that every word we speak is important that we speak in tongues. And uh, praise the Lord, we're going to see some of those benefits tonight. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not... Ooh, where am I? 1 Corinthians... Well, I, I'm in 4. 1 Corinthians 14. I knew that sounded wrong. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Well, we talked about that extensively last week. But um, 
I just want to say tonight, well, first of all, that the very minute you begin speaking in tongues is when that edification process, that building up process begins. In other words, you don't have to pray in tongues an hour and then you start getting build up, built up. No, the very minute you start praying in tongues, that process of edification begins. And the minute you start praying in tongues, change has begun in your life. And we all need change. And really, edification... It, it means change. To build up means change. If you get built up, you're getting changed. Hallelujah. Now, last week I mentioned, I think I said, and this was incorrect, so let me correct it, that there were three kinds of tongues. But actually, there's four kinds of tongues. I misquoted that last week. And I want to give those to you tonight because I don't want to just leave you out there hanging wondering well wonder what those three or four kinds of tongues is it's four so and really it's all one gift tongues is but there's four supernatural flows of the same gift or we could say four manifestations of the same gift and we know that all not all of those flows have the same rules and the first uh, manifestation or kind of tongue is that the tongues that we just read here in 14:4 tongues for personal edification the tongues that is for personal edification so that's one kind and then number two is in verse five i would that ye all spake with tongues but rather that ye prophesied for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues except he interpret that the church may be received edifying so the second kind of tongues is tongues for interpretation Tongues for interpretation are tongues that are to be interpreted. Number three, the third kind. We're going to go back and talk about all of these some, but I'm going to give them to you first. Number three is tongues of intercessional groanings. And that's in Romans 8, 26. You know the scripture very well. It says, uh, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the third kind kind is tongues of intercessional groanings and the fourth kind is in 1 Corinthians 14 back over there in verse 22 and it uh, is the tongues as a sign. 1 Corinthians 14, 22, Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying, okay, just that first part, let's just stick with it. So tongues as a sign. And this tongues as a sign was the kind that we saw on the day of Pentecost over in Acts 2. We might turn over there and just read that. Acts 2, 4. So four kinds of tongues here, tongues for personal edification, tongues for interpretation, and tongues for inter of intercessional groanings, and then tongues as a sign is found in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, and also in Acts 2, uh, 4 through 11. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these that which speak Galileans, and how now and how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born, Parthenians, Medes, and Elamites, and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea, and Capas. 
Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So this is tongues as a sign and this is when a believer preaches, teaches or testifies about Jesus in an earthly language of which he has no knowledge. Now I hear testimonies all the time or read in books. I'm reading about prayer a lot and, and hear testimonies all the time about somebody speaking in a tongue in a church and somebody coming up to them later and saying you were speaking this a perfect dialect of some African language or something. And this, this just happens on a regular basis. The thing about this tongues for a sign is often, unless somebody comes and tells us, we don't, at the, and at the time, we don't even know we're speaking in the tongues as a sign. So there's really no telling how many times the Holy Spirit has used us to speak in tongues as a sign and somebody heard something, even if they spoke English, and we could have told them in English. It's a lot greater miracle if, if all of a sudden we're speaking in Spanish or we're speaking in Italian or something and they are bilingual and they hear something in Italian. It's a sign for them and they see it. So this happens, I believe, probably more than we know. And I've heard about it many times happening. Okay. And so of these four kinds of tongues that we've talked about, two kinds are for our individual prayer life. And two kinds are for the public assembly of believers and sometimes unbelievers are maybe there too. You know, sometimes unbelievers get into services and that's when a lot of times God will use these supernatural signs of tongues uh, uh, for them. And so uh, two kinds are for our own prayer life, that of personal edification and that of intercessional groanings. And then the other two, tongues for interpretation and tongues as a sign, are for the general assembly. And we know that there can be some overlap in that. For instance, in your personal prayer life, you could, you could actually give forth a tongue and interpret it for your own blessing and for your own edification. But for the most part, that's the purpose for them, okay? In your personal prayer language, God... Uh, um God uses your personal prayer language for you to pray out situations that only the Holy Spirit knows about. And he also uses your prayer language to transfer divine secrets and mysteries from his spirit to our spirit. And tongues will do for you what no preacher or teacher can do. Sometimes we're just wanting the preacher and teacher to do something for us. But tongues will do for you what no preacher or teacher could do. It will edify, build up, and it builds into your spirit godly character. I don't think we've really realized that tongues is something that God uses to build character in our lives. But if you think about it, it makes sense because over in Galatians it says, now the fruit of the Spirit is love, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. And so it builds the character in our life the more we pray in tongues. And it also roots out the anything in our character and we all have character flaws. Every one of us have character flaws. And it builds into our character, uh, the uh, a godly character, and it takes out those, it roots out things that are in our character, hallelujah, that are flaws, flaws of character. It gives us a balance too. Did you know any 
any strength in your care, any strength and any strength that you have, if you carry it too far, can become becomes a weakness. Any strength that's too strong is a weakness. Hallelujah. I mean, for instance, uh, 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 there's the strength of leadership, which can be a very godly strength, but if it's carried too far, it becomes dictatorial. You know, it's like Hitler or something, or Mussolini. You know, that was a that was a strength carried way too far, and it becomes a weakness. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, though, because we're baptized in the Holy Ghost, brings balance to those, brings those strengths down to where they're usable for God. Didn't you know? Being able to talk in public is a strength, but being a chatterbox is a weakness, and it caused me to get a lot of. Bad grades. I, I got all good grades in the, the, the academic stuff always, except in chemistry. That was the only bad grade I ever really got. But I always got needs improvement under self-control. And, and, and my teachers always wrote talks too much on the bottom of my... So, so it was a gift God had put in me, and it was a strength, but it was carried too far, and it became a weakness. Hallelujah. We all know about those things. But as we get baptized in the Holy Ghost and we pray, it kind of tempers those things. Hallelujah. And takes those and, and also builds those gifts up that are laying dormant and that are uh, that we're not even aware of, you know, that are in our lives. Uh, it gives us a, it, when we pray in tongues, it gives us divine desires. It begins to root out those things because it roots out the weakness. It begins to root out the fleshly desires. It begins to root out the uh, the uh, <coughs> selfish uh, selfish desires, and we begin to have God's desires because as we pray in tongues and and the Holy Ghost rolls in us in our spirit, and we we begin to delight ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 37 4 says as we delight ourselves in the Lord he gives us the desires of our heart some people think every desire they have is from God just because they're a Christian but it's not you don't get these desires come from delighting yourself in the Lord and um and then as we pray in tongues, we get the wisdom of God for the situations we're in. Remember how it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally. And I believe that we ask God for wisdom and then we pray in tongues that wisdom will begin to liberally flow in us. And uh, also it, when we pray in tongues, it builds up the love of God in our spirit. Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. And so as we pray in tongues, the love of God begins to build up in our spirit. Um, so if we're not walking in love, we hadn't been praying in the spirit much. Because praying in the spirit causes the love of God to flow out of us. Hallelujah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, a Bible teacher can tell you to walk in love, but he can't give you the strength to do it. And so we can preach walking in love all day long, but, but the Holy Ghost has to give you the strength to actually, to actually walk in love. Uh, praying in tongues, and this might surprise you, and I think we need to start regarding praying in tongues to this extent, is as supernatural as raising the dead. 
And a lot of times we, we, we don't regard the gifts we have. And we say, oh, I wish, I, I'm wanting something supernatural to, to happen in my life. I'm wanting something supernatural uh, to, to happen in this church. But we don't give any regard to uh, tongues. And we give very little regard to tongues and interpretation of tongues. Not being grateful and thankful for those, those great gifts that, that, that are uh, actually... Tongues and interpretation tongues or prophecy are really uh, creative. They open they open the way when you uh, you know it's it's a, it's a greater level of utterance and opens up things that just saying something just right here um, in just you know in just a normal believer anointing but getting in that pres in that uh, prophecy getting into prophecy opens things up and creates things in a church. You know the. Um, what is that scripture? It's, I think it's in Samuel. It says, uh, and the, the, the spirit of prophecy came and he was changed into another man. And so uh, uh, we need to regard these gifts of the spirit uh, of which we have many flowing in this church. And if we would only see uh, how privileged we are to have those gifts of the Spirit and, and how few uh, of those gifts flow in many, many, many other places. Uh, okay. Uh, are y'all awake tonight? Y'all are quiet. Okay. <laughs> um, praying in tongues does not originate with you. The source of this is the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, how many of you know there's nine gifts of the Holy Ghost, right? Okay, we're learning tonight. This is more of a teaching tonight. I'm really teaching you some things about tongues. The first seven gifts of the Spirit. We could turn over there if you wanted to. 1 Corinthians 12, just so you could lock your eyes around them. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12, verse uh, 8, beginning in verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all of these worketh that one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills and so in the the first seven gifts of the spirit are as he wills the first seven gifts are all as he wills we cannot have a word of knowledge just because we want one I know because I've wanted one a lot of times. Or we cannot prophesy just because we want to or have gifts of healings now we can always pray for the sick and pray the prayer of faith Amen. And we can always anoint with oil and lay hands. But this is a gift. This is a supernatural gift of healing. And that is as He wills. The, gift, the working of miracles. We cannot do that except by, uh, by as He wills. Hallelujah. I think He's willing more sometimes than we're ready. Hallelujah. But He's more willing. But still, it's the Holy Ghost. It's as He wills. And He distributes those severally as He wills. And He decides those things. But the eighth gift of the Spirit, you remember, is the uh, diverse kinds of tongues. We just talked about that there's four kinds, four manifestations of tongues within that one gift. And we talked about those. Now, Three of those manifestations, should I go back over them, which were, um, hallelujah, 
The manifestations were personal edification, interpretation, tongues for interpretation, tongues of intercessional groanings, and tongues as a sign. Of those four, three of those are as he wills. And one of them is anytime you want to. Anytime you will. And that's the tongues for personal edification. That's the one gift of the Spirit out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that you can use anytime you want to. But the rest of them are as He wills. We cannot interpret unless He wills. That's a gift of the Spirit. that We cannot give a tongue that is for interpretation. But it's as He wills. We cannot have intercessional groanings. I have only had groanings. I can tell you, I've only really had groanings maybe three times. And it was as He willed. Hallelujah. And, so, and I talked about it, I believe, Sunday night in Bible college, uh, the particular time when it was really a travail, it was really a groanings. It wasn't something I willed at all. The two people that it was for, I was not particularly... Uh, it wasn't somebody that I would just normally go into travail and groaning for. But the Holy Ghost came upon me and just threw me, groaned and travailed for these two men. Okay, and, uh, and you know, <laughs> Lord, could you have done that privately instead of in front of the whole Bible study? But we got to flow with the Holy Ghost, you know. And then tongues as a sign where you actually speak in a foreign language and and declare the wonderful works of God, that's as He wills. So three of the four out of first Corinth of the, the, the diverse kinds of tongues are as He wills. So we have this one precious special gift of uh, tongues for personal edification that we can do any kind, any kind of time, any time of the day or night, any time we're willing, He's willing, any time we want to. Amen? Uh, and I wanted to say also that praying in tongues does not make us strange. As long as we stay within the guidelines of Scripture, and it's not just tongues, but on everything, when we stay within the guidelines of Scripture, we are not strange. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> it is impossible to pray too much in the Holy Ghost. When we pray in tongues, we are yielding to the Holy Ghost. We are yielding to the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible talks about, we, well, Keith Moore sings a song, Yield Yourself to the Holy Spirit. I like that song. But remember the scripture that says, um, uh, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, how do we submit to God? Well, one of the ways we submit to God is by praying in tongues course we submit to him in our attitude and in our heart we know that but we submit to him by praying in tongues remember in James where it talks about that the that that tongue that it's a world of iniquity and no man can tame it and that means that's talking about no natural man can tame the tongue but by the Holy Ghost when we pray in tongues we just tamed our tongue we just came into submission with our tongue we yielded ourselves to the Holy Ghost we put our flesh under and we just let, we let something bypass our head. A lot of people don't pray in tongues well and they can't get it very good because they want to stay in control with their mind. And you got to let the mind go in, in, and pray in tongues from here and let it come out the, the mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. When we pray in tongues, the Father releases His perfect plan for us. And that includes 
the other eight gifts of the Holy Ghost. And if you want to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then you need to take the one gift that He has given you and you need to use it a lot. And it will actually cause the other gifts to be activated. And God, it will still be as God wills, as severally as He wills. But I guarantee you, if you're praying in tongues a lot, you'll begin to see the other nine gifts of the Spirit will begin to manifest in your life. Okay. The, uh, the Holy Spirit also with tongues prays for all the needs in our life that we are not aware of. Isn't it amazing the things that we are not aware of that we really need or we're going to need tomorrow even. And so the Holy Spirit's already out there praying those things. And it is possible praying in tongues to get real far out ahead and be praying out your future way beyond today. Uh, and also <laughs> it's even possible to get in the Spirit and pray out... Uh, 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 and pray out your, uh, and to pray out, um, it's possible to get in the spirit and pray out the future for even children and grandchildren that you may not even live to see. And to certainly, and to pray things out in the future for God. I believe, I totally believe that we're all already, uh, we're already praying over into the millennium many times. And I believe that sometimes that that's why there's a conflict in the body of Christ because, uh, you know, there's the, the kingdom now people. I don't know if y'all are aware of that. I mean, how many are aware that they, and then there's, the, but, and I think sometimes because I hear the kingdom now people talking, I go, yeah, that's right. And then I, but then I hear the, the, and kingdom now people are kind of, they don't really, uh, they think the rapture's going to come later and we're going to establish the kingdom uh, before the rapture here on earth. And they begin, and, and you know what I think is the problem? Is that sometimes God shows us stuff and reveals things into His Word to us, and it's all true. But we just have the periods and the punctuation marks, if you would, in the wrong place. And, uh, and we're praying, and because we're praying things out, and they're, they're, I think people are sometimes like me. When God shows me something, I think, yes, tomorrow. And a lot of times God shows us something and it's not tomorrow. But He needs prayers that can pray things out well in advance. And so I believe, you know, there is a kingdom coming and going to be established on this earth. And so really, you know, I really believe we're probably all more in unity than we even realize. Because the work of the Holy Spirit and Jesus prayed. Do y'all believe that Jesus gets His prayers answered? I don't think Jesus could pray a prayer that wouldn't get answered. And you know, He prayed we'd all be in unity. And I really think that we're probably, I'm talking about the Spirit-filled body of Christ, we're probably more in unity than we even realize. We just don't have everything maybe slotted just exactly right. And we might even have missed it. Oh God, I hope we hadn't. I hope that rapture's not later. I'm waiting for it right now, aren't y'all? Um, I know one thing. I believe God gave me, and I'm, I'm going to go and believe in it. I believe God gave me scripture and verse to say that, that I was going to be in the rapture. And this was a while ago when we lived in Trustful. I think he gave me that. And so I'm like, 
Whoo, hallelujah. That means, you know, hallelujah, I'm 57. Lord, you, but he could, I guess that could, I could be 97 and coming in here to church, you know, but I'm not planning on uh, being 97. Whoo, uh, and being, I, I'm planning on being it if he don't come though. I'm certainly planning on it. But if, but anyway, sometimes I think we just have it all slotted wrong, but we're more in unity in our, in our believing and our doctrine, hallelujah, than we even realize. Oh, no, no, no. Let me see. <clears throat> uh, the more we pray in tongues, the more our authority in Christ is built up. The more our authority in Christ. We have authority in Christ Jesus. But to carry that authority. You know, have you ever just noticed that some people carry authority? And you can just tell when they pray. Hallelujah. And it can be a little old grandmother, but when she prays, I'm telling you, you know kingdoms have been moved and kingdoms have been shaken. And I've known people like that before. And so uh, praying in tongues causes that authority that God bought and paid for, Jesus did. And, um, and it's already in you. It causes it to be uh, built up. And, re and we can release that authority in such a way that it will shake, the, ki shake king the kingdoms of this earth and the kingdoms of hell. If our faith is shaken over a credit card bill or a credit card balance, then we are not going to shake the devil's kingdom. Hallelujah. So that means go to praying in tongues some more and get and root all that fear out and root all that, that stuff out. Tongues develops our character. The power of God operating through unholy character will eventually destroy the vessel. And that's what we saw in the 40s, in, the, in 1948 when the healing revival uh, broke out in America and went through, what, about 1957 and began to wane in 57. Uh, we had a lot of, um, of gifts of the Spirit Gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, power flowing through people who did not have their character refined. And um, hallelujah. And you know, we can say just about all of them, except for Kenneth E. Hagin and, uh, and uh, Oral Roberts, he's still around. It just about destroyed every one of the ministers in that healing revival. And there were literally hundreds of them. But for sure, and, and I'm not sure about all of them, but for sure the ones that were uh, internationally and nationally known, the ones that we read of now, Jack Coe, William Branham, uh, Alexander Dowie, uh, uh, even Catherine Kuhlman to some extent, the power of God flowing in them with their character not built ended up destroying the vessel. I mean, that's hard to say because we do regard them and, and, and real, hallelujah, praise God they got something done. Praise God they did something. But um, hallelujah, it's, it's important that we get our character uh, built up because eventually we won't be able to keep going if the character is not right. The more we mature in God, the more of an asset we are to Him. Hallelujah. Um, first, let's look at some of these. I had some numbers. That was just my introduction. Hallelujah. But we can keep going for just a little while longer. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. I want to just look at, and, and last week I think I stopped with, I had written down, I believe it's 32 reasons. Now, uh, Brother Hagen wrote a book. 
called, uh, and it's a mini book, 10 Reasons to Speak in Tongues, I think, or Why Tongues, and I believe it's got 10 reasons in it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, later he wrote a bigger book, and there was some more reasons in that, but hallelujah, the Holy Ghost sheds more light, and we get more reasons, and I'm sure, you know, he wanted a mini book just to put, uh, he knew, I know Brother Hagin knew, but he wanted a mini book just to put in the hands, and not to overwhelm the new baptized in the Holy Spirit person who had just started speaking in tongues, just to give them the main things that they needed to know about. Why am I supposed to even speak in these tongues? But there's so much more to tongues. That's the reason the name of my sermon tonight. There's so much more to tongues than we have even known. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> First Corinthians 14, 14 uh, says, Hallelujah. For I, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. My mind is unfruitful. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Now, a lot of times I've said this before, I believe, that people put a negative spin on this and say, well, this is a bad thing. But it's really a good thing because then your mind's not inter interfering. Hallelujah. It's a good thing for your mind not to interfere, uh, for your spirit to pray apart from your understanding because then your spirit's going to pray things you don't understand and it just leaves your mind behind. Hallelujah. Most people pray mental prayers. And remember, mental doesn't do anything for God. Remember how he says, uh, the flesh profiteth nothing. Remember how he says things like, in the Bible he says... Um, uh, hallelujah. The natural man. These th that things are not revealed to the natural man. There's a lot of scriptures that tell us that God is just not uh, working with our mind. I mean, I'm not saying he's not blessing our mind. Don't get me wrong. And we're supposed to renew our mind, but that's not the part of us he works with. He works with our spirit. Remember, he says that those that worship him must worship him with their mind, right? No, Carl said, Carl called it at least. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise the Lord. So, um, when we pray mental prayers, we pray very limited prayers. In fact, I would venture to say, if we were to tell you, now we're going to pray here tonight. And, uh, and some of you may be more developed in this than others, but I know especially when we first started out, if we said, uh, uh, like when we were younger Christians, if we said, now let's, we're going to pray here and we're going to pray five minutes, and, you can, and, and we didn't even know how to speak in tongues, I guarantee you in 30 seconds most of us be through. We would have exhausted everybody we know. We would, and, and in one minute would be a long time to pray. Because you've done that. You've actually got down to pray before with really a heart to pray and prayed everything you knew and looked up at the clock and hardly any time had gone by. We've all done that. So that's how come our mind is so limited. Um, you know, and also we have wrong thinking. We can be thinking something is one way. We can be thinking somebody's need is something here and somebody's situation is something over here when that's not the need. See, God always wants to go to the root of the tree. When he's, he, and, and a lot of times we just like to cut off limbs. We like to do that in our own life, but in prayer, we even just like, oh man, look at that person, I'm going to cut that limb. But God likes to go to the root. And one thing that praying in tongues does is it lets us go to the root. 
when we're praying. We may not ever know what the root was, but it's just important that we get that root because if we get the root, it's gone. It's over. It's dead. We may see life for and fruit. We may see something for a little while, but that thing is over. You know, uh, the the hurricane tropical storm yesterday, Ida blew two Cypr Leland cypress, big old trees, over in our yard. They just leaned over because the cause and the roots just came out of the ground. And you know, they looked really green and they looked alive, but guess what? They were dead. And so we get to, we get to the root of situations in our lives when we pray in tongues and we can cut off that root and then things will begin to die in our lives. Now the Lord just ministered to me so much with those trees uh, that coming out uh, because I just saw also like when we pray healing scriptures and I'm taking healing I take my healing medicine uh, twice a day once in the morning and once in the evening and God ministered to me a few months ago that it was not in amount it was inconsistency because I was struggling somewhat because I was trying to put a bunch of healing scriptures in every time and and sometimes I just couldn't get to that or I couldn't uh, and so I did and, and, and I at night especially I would get it done in the morning a lot of times but to get it done at night I mean it's tired and the thought of turning to 40 healing scriptures I'm like I am so sleepy but the Lord ministered to me and he said it's all in consistency and so I asked him I said well uh, and he gave it to me this night. Now, I'm going to share this is me, but it might not be you. He might tell you a different number. But he told me seven scriptures. Seven is the perfect number, or seven passages. And so, I, if, man, if I am so sleepy, I can't hold my eyes open, I can find a way to to discipline myself to at least seven passages. And so I began to see a lot of things turn around in my life when I began to have real consistency. And I've been healed just with the Word of God before of two things in my body. And so I knew, I knew the Word of God would take care of some things. And what the Lord showed me through the trees is that when we take the healing medicine from the Bible, that it's like putting Roundup on our roots. We're killing the root of sickness and disease. And a lot of times, we, we'd rather just cut the symptoms, you know. We just like clip. We want to clip branches. Let's get rid of this symptom, that symptom, and that system. symptom. Not ever thinking what the root is. But when we take healing medicine, we're just like pouring something deadly or gasoline or Roundup or something right on the root system. And it might not show up right away, but if you just keep putting death to the roots and putting life in the bloodstream, it's going to show up in your body. It might take a while, but it's going to show up. It, it, you know, I'll tell you how long it takes. It depends on your faith level and how much faith you're putting into it. It also depends on the foundation you already have. If you don't have any foundation in the Word of God concerning healing, and that's, and that's how, then it may take a while. But see, see those roots were already... It, in that tree, they were already... Uh, they were loosened. Everything was loosened from a lot of rain this fall. And it just one little wind just, and it was gone. And I believe that as we put healing scriptures in and even pray in tongues, that we go to the root and we start clipping and cutting off and poisoning this root system. And then we get into a special meeting or something and one little wind of the Holy Spirit comes by. Whoo! And it's gone. 
But a lot of times, if we haven't made preparation, we hadn't been poisoning that root of sickness with the Word of God, or we haven't been, uh, and we haven't been releasing life into our bloodstream, we come into a meeting and the puff of wind comes by, but, uh, it, but it, it's not a, it doesn't do anything because we haven't prepared the root system. And we can prepare our root system to re so that, okay, I tell you what all it's going to take is. You know, that's what the woman with the issue of blood did. She prepared the root system. She began to say, and she said it probably many times, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, uh, I shall live. And then she just went in and grabbed the hem of his garment, touched the anointing, and it, and, it, and it flowed right out of him, and it was over, and it was done. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's what we're doing. <coughs> Hallelujah. Um, number six, praying in tongues gets our prayers over in the spirit realm. And I've already kind of said that, so I'm going to belabor it because it seemed like I'm repeating this. Um, but I did want to point out, remember in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says... He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. How beat in the Spirit. That little phrase, in the Spirit. And uh, there's other scriptures that talk about in the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all manner of prayer. In the Spirit. In the Spirit. And so praying in tongues gets our prayers over in the Spirit. I want to point out to you that praying in the Spirit does not mean putting a little more oomph into your prayers. And I think some people think, I'm praying in the Spirit because I put some woo into my prayers. But that's not it. it uh, praying in the Spirit is praying Holy Ghost inspired prayers. Uh, number seven, in Ephesians 6.18, I just brought that scripture up. So we'll turn over there. Ephesians 6.18. We're not going to go much longer. In fact, I'm, I'm, I think I'm winding down, if he, unless something winds me back up. And I don't think y'all are going to tonight. Hallelujah. I don't know. Deborah, we're going to have to start feeding them a salad. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always and giving them a bunch of caffeine. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying in the Spirit is the only way in the whole wide world for you to pray for all saints. It is virtually impossible for you to pray for all saints unless you pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, so when you pray in tongues, you are praying for the worldwide church. And there's no way we could ever know how to do that apart from tongues. Um, <clears throat> hallelujah. I believe we're going to close tonight and pray, and pray in the Spirit just a little bit. So uh, let's... Uh, Let's lower the lights. I don't like to, it's getting where I don't like to pray in the bright lights. Praise God. So let's lower the lights down. Let's all come up around the altar and let's pray in the spirit for a few minutes. And I believe tonight, you know, we don't do it this way every week, but tonight we're supposed to pray for our special meetings next week. Hallelujah. And so let's pray in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we can have some prayer music too. Glory to God.